Good morning, everybody. Lee Brower here, and welcome to this week's edition of Meaningful Monday. I am glad to be here, and I'm grateful to be here. I love the 4th of July week. I love the time to take and reflect upon this country that we live in, the joy and the happiness and the gratitude that I experience with the freedoms that we have, and the awareness, the keen awareness, that it is our responsibility to protect that. I am so grateful for those that, that put their lives on the line and have done so for this country for centuries now, for those that are currently doing it, for my ancestors, my father, and others that have dedicated their life in that way. But each one of us have that responsibility to protect that freedom that we so much enjoy, that is so taken for granted. What are we doing to protect that freedom? I plant that thought with you and I look back and reflect on this last week and several things come to mind. One, the joy that I have in working with an amazing group of leaders. And I'm not talking about just business leaders, but family and business leaders. And if I could describe them in one word, that word would be conscientiousness. Very powerful word, which we'll talk about in just a minute. The second thing I love is the time that I got to spend for myself and my family. I got up early in the morning on uh, the 4th of July and at daybreak hit the, hit the links with several friends, played a fast round of golf, but one of the joys was watching my 79-year-old friend hit a hole-in-one with plenty of witnesses. And what a thrill that was for him, and the grin was from here to here, and that was an exciting experience for him. Um, I raced from there to watch a grandson hit a double in his game and be able to play with the grandkids. I also this weekend got to watch our daughter uh, she hit a stand-up double to knock the go-ahead run and win the whole tournament at, in Provo, Utah uh, for the weekend for, for, for her team as well. And, uh, and then spend time with family at barbecue. And yesterday culminate the week with uh, Lori and I being able to share teaching duties at church. Uh, and then afterwards, just out on the deck, the two of us had a wonderful one-on-one -on -one talk. And I realized that even though we make a conscious effort to talk to each other, those meaningful talks don't happen often enough. So to her, I'm saying, thank you, Lori. That was, uh, that was a special afternoon and, and, uh, and, and really capped off the week. Uh, there are four pillars of sustainable wealth, sustainable prosperity. When we're talking about prosperity, I'm talking about prosperity as it relates to true wealth and happiness, our individual happiness and well-being. The first is true gratitude. We've talked about gratitude before. True gratitude is that gratitude that's expressed outward. It's not all about us. It's not positive attitude by itself. It truly is that expression of being grateful in whatever circumstances we're in and not having to be dependent upon we're grateful for something that requires expectations. Second is leadership, family, and business leadership. Those two are congruent. And this is where I say I have the joy of, of working with some amazing business and family leaders that really care about their families and want to make a difference. I'm going to skip over the third one and come back to it. The fourth one then is congruent, or what I would call exponential leverage, taking our true wealth, our things that matter most to us, our core individual health, happiness, and well-being, our family values, matching that up with our experiences, putting them all together with our contribution, our willingness to give back of our resources, our time, energy, and attention, and then our financial uh, wealth that we're able to kind of grow and build by our relationship that we have with the world that we get rewarded for financially been able to use all those things in such a way that the result is exponential. So that it's not just, and it's congruent, it's not in one silo. The financial is not by itself. It's congruent and it's leveraged with 
the others, which brings that exponentiality to that. And so it's those three plus one more. We talked about the difference between living a legacy and leaving a legacy. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. Last week, we used the example that Mark had of going through the, um, the Starbucks booth and paying for the person behind him. When you do that, you're creating, anytime you make something better for those that follow, you're creating a, live, a living legacy. Uh, years ago, I was traveling with uh, uh, my family and I had as my co-pilot in the middle of the night was my son, Bo, who was about three and a half, four years old. And as we were driving across the freeway, we saw a truck on flames. A big semi-truck was in flames. A fire truck had just pulled up. And I looked at Bo and his mouth had dropped. It was just like, oh. And his eyes were this big. And he goes, Dad, Dad, do we, can we stop? Do we stop? I said, no, son, we're going the wrong direction. Look, they've already got lots of help there. They'll be okay. Well, what should we do? I said, I don't know. What do you think? And he goes, well, maybe we should say a prayer. I said, okay. Would you be willing to say that prayer? So I watched this little young man bow his head and he said, Dear God, please bless that truck driver that if he's alive, if he's dead, he'll go to heaven. And if he's alive, that he'll get a new truck. <laughs> Amen. Oh, <laughs> touch my heart. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have that simple faith that these children have? But to me, that's an example of a vision of legacy, looking for how to make things better for those around us. And one of the conditions of legacy maybe is to live longer. I subscribe to a blog, I follow a blog by Eric Barker, who is called Barking Up the Wrong Tree. I love how he consolidates different stories of those things that are meaningful to me. And I'd like to share with you his synopsis. He's a good aggregator of a couple of studies that are out there. One of them is a study called Grant Study, and it's a study that started in uh, 75 years ago. It's now completed, cost over $20 million, which they studied about 260 men from childhood up all the way until they're ready to leave this earth. And the second one is called the Terman Study, and it studies, since it's been going since 1921, over 1,500 children that they've been studying uh, all along on what are the common characteristics of longevity and what are the common characteristics of joy and happiness? And the one word that comes out there is this word conscientiousness. And uh, as I think back upon the people that I have the opportunity to work with, how the role that conscientiousness plays in that. And, I, and also, they say conscientiousness that shows up in young children also showed up in as they aged, and it was a great indicator of longevity. Those that were conscientious as children had a much more happier, joyful life and lived longer. Interesting. They said in one word, if they could sum it up, love and conscientiousness were the two things that came together that brought more longevity. Let me share with you just a couple thoughts around that. I have a formula. It's friends plus, so it's F plus G plus E plus C minus and I'll tell you what the minus is in just a minute. So you have four pluses and a minus. First is friends and family. Have an extended network of friends and family. Focusing in on and constantly focusing on creating a loving marriage, loving family, working with that. But then also having lots of friends. Not just Facebook friends, but friends where you actually are involved in social activities or other types of activities with them. Great key to longevity. Not only that, 
it talked about some of the things that really impacted longevity. Divorce in families, huge impact on longevity, happiness, and joy. But with hope, because then if you moved into a, if they could have a nourishing, healthy, strong marriage themselves, they could overcome that and experience the joy and longevity as well. So there's always hope with that. Um, the other aspect of, of it is that uh, we seem to think that with a strong network of friends, when we're in trouble, if they help us, and knowing that they're there to help us, that that would contribute to longevity. Not true. Just the opposite. When, the, when we are involved in extending help to others, then longevity is part of the blessings of that joy and happiness. So it's not about what other, others give us. It's not having a strong network so that we can receive. It's having that strong network so that we can give that adds to longevity and to joy and to happiness. Very interesting. Second thing is gratitude. Now, you know my feeling about gratitude and the importance of being grateful in versus, uh, you know, grateful for. Grateful for requires expectations. Grateful in, in any circumstances. So true gratitude expressed often and acted upon. Number three then was, so we had uh, friends, gratitude, and then exercise. Physical activity, that we have to have elements of physical activity in our lives, even if it's frequent long walks. Great contributors to strengthening the mind and strengthening the body, strengthening the heart and providing longevity. And so I want to encourage that. The, third, the fourth one is challenge, having new and exciting challenges to look forward to. Very interesting. They, and the, the groups that they studied, those that had achieved their lifelong dream were actually less happy than those that had not achieved it but were in continuous pursuit of it. You know, we've talked in the past about having that bigger future, something that's unattainable because as we move towards it, it just gets farther and farther out there and bigger and bigger as our capacity increases and we move closer to that. That's what creates longevity and purpose within our lives. Now, what's the mindness? So we have, so we kind of review, great friends, family, marriage, strong activity, social activity, working with that. Second is gratitude true gratitude, expressing outward, not just receiving inward. Number three is, um, what was number three? My mind just went bang. Oh yeah, physical activity, exercise, excuse me. Okay, so physical activity, exercise, having those traditions that keep us busy and, and ongoing. Then the challenge, having a big challenge, the minus TV. One of the threats to longevity is sitting in on your fanny in front of the TV way too much, watching mindless dribble that doesn't allow you to grow, but actually stifles your growth and replaces and takes up valuable time that you could be focusing your time, your energy, and your attention, and your resources to that would provide you with that joy and happiness and the longevity so that you can have a living legacy that lives longer because you're living longer. Have a meaningful week. Thank you for allowing me to share this time with you. Let's keep being meaningful together. I'll talk to you next Monday. Bye-bye.